0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Guys Podcast. I'm Zakia, a ninth grader, and this is my auntie Xanthe. If this is your first time with us, our goal is to create a space for kids to explore horror through fun, inspiring and meaningful dialogue. We exist to help the younger generation embrace themselves for being different, break the stigma that horror isn't for kids, and to make a positive impact for the horror community at large. Today, our guests are Sean
1: Parker and Steve Goldberg from the Mostly Horror Podcast, which we have been guests on, not to toot our own horn or anything, but check out their podcast, and we'll put the link in our episode notes.
0: Today they chose to cover Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is a TV show and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Ask Band. It was released in 2004, and in the which is like in the Harry Potter series. It was really nice to talk to them again. Well, Steve, but this is our first time talking to uh, Sean, and I feel like their dynamic is, even though they're just besties i feel like they're they're very cool and they're very they're very nice and they have a lot to say they have like a lot of stories and i feel like to me personally i feel i look i look up to them as like the famous people of podcasting you know but they're definitely like my role models in that way and i just found out like once again that i have like the same music taste as steve so it was
1: great this is the longest episode That we've had so far but in a good way because i felt like they were so candid about their answers and we very interestingly not only talk about some fun stuff but also some very serious stuff Mm -hmm. so i was very happy with like the different directions
0: yeah thank you guys for listening um let's get on with the actual episode have entered kindergeist a horror
2: podcast for kids and girls <laughs> so my name's Steve um, I guess the the important thing while we're here is uh, Sean and I host co-host a show a podcast called mostly horror formerly known as mostly horror movie night that uh, Xanthi and Zakiya, you guys were so gracious as to join us um, previously on our show but um, we're an interview based uh, horror show where we talk you know with fans of the genre filmmakers creatives actors writers etc um, but not only people that make horror films themselves people that are you know have other professions that are just fans of the genre so we've talked to an nba player that happens to like horror we've talked to a late night with seth meyers writer who likes horror that sort of thing so just talking with people who like horror um outside of the podcast i I am the manager of content operations for the Brooklyn Nets, which is a basketball team in Brooklyn. Um, So that's my day-to-day gig. What about you, Sean?
3: Well, first I want to say I'm super stoked to be here. I I unfortunately didn't get to meet you guys last time. I had some, some things I was taking care of at the time, but I loved that episode uh yeah my name is sean i am the other part of mostly horror uh which steve did a pretty good job explaining what that is and yeah uh in personal life i do this show and then i'm kind of like an illustrator and i i make videos and stuff online um and so that is how i get by at the moment that's how we get by yeah 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 yeah. that's how that's how i survive
0: in your insta sean um we really like the like mind work on your art uh like where do you get the inspiration
3: (laughs) um wow okay um (laughs) uh okay so my my inspiration comes from a few different places I would say uh I'm a I'm a big Tim Burton fan and in terms of like the looseness and stuff Mm. of his style Mm -hmm. um if we're talking line work specifically, I essentially steal from uh, from Alex Pardee and Scotty Young, oh. who are uh, Alex Pardee is an, an illustrator and a painter, and then Scotty Young as is a, is a comic book artist that I would recommend everybody check out both of them, especially if you're into the horror sp- sphere, uh, you know, with, with Alex and stuff. But yeah, take inspiration from all over the place.
0: That's interesting you said Tim Burton. I honestly really like um, the animation, like in the movies and stuff. Like, what was both of your introductions towards horror? Like why certain like why specifically a horror podcast, and what just got you guys into horror in general?
3: So I, I've told this story uh, a few different times, you know, on our show and stuff. but basically my my earliest memory of of horror was I I was probably about four. Um, and I was being babysat by like my mom's cousin or something, and she was babysitting a couple of us kids, um, some other cousins of mine and we were playing tag. My cousin, Nikki was chasing me and I ran out into the living room just in time to see Drew Barrymore, uh, hanging in a tree, (laughs) um, you know, in, in scream and, and there's, there was a lot of blood. And I just remember that image, like that moment is scarred into my, into my memory and, uh, and it it freaked me out so bad, and I was I was such a scared kid all the time about everything. But then there was just this overall kind of like dark curiosity. So I always loved like Halloween, and and some of my earliest shows would be like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like we'll talk about, and uh, you know the Goosebump books and things like that. That would be yeah my beginnings.
1: Oh, I was gonna say um, you mentioning the Scream, like one of the most iconic like horror openings Mm -hmm. when I was in school in my editing class we had an assignment where we had to bring in like an editing that like segment that we loved yeah and I was like that scene makes me so emotional at the end and but the my professors were like (laughs) that's not good editing and I was like what yeah (laughs) yeah but well
2: so it's definitely like weird because it has like the dolly in on her and it's like sped up so it's like an artificial speed dolly and then it has this like blue flash cut that it does so it like cuts to i think it's just like a cut in so it's kind of like a jump cut into her face more so like technically i mean technically it does what it needs to do so it's not bad i wouldn't say it is like weird and but it's definitely of the time like yeah it, you know it feels like a movie from that era it's not like you made that movie in 2022 and you're like the editing looks like that you know it's not smooth by any means but it's not like you know it's not bad
1: yeah it's a good weird
3: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm honestly so swept up in that moment it's just such a terrifying moment you know it's especially when i was a little kid i was like these parents come home and they find their daughter like hanging in this tree and the way the mom screams like oh man it scarred me
2: yeah and then it cuts it cuts to the to the title card, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so so impactful yeah. no it's yeah. so good yeah your your professor didn't know what they were talking about <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah horror needs more love in academia in general
2: agreed yeah. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely i really don't know if i could point to a specific moment for when i started to be a, a horror fan i mean i can point to the moment where i became a horror film fan right like i and this is where it became like my favorite genre was not that long ago. It's like four years ago. Um, watching hereditary in theaters. It's like, it's my favorite horror film of all time. I've never seen a movie that has like hit me like that. Like I saw it and I was like, I love this like visceral reactions. The, the pole scene made me shoot my hands up into the air like that. Like I, I freaked out in the theater and it was just phenomenal. So that's my like turning point. But I, I do think like I've always really loved the horror aesthetic and like monsters and that sort of stuff. Um, I know Sean is the same way, like watching Courage the Cowardly Dog growing up. Um, I'm a big Billy and Mandy fan, like that show is literally about the Grim Reaper, um, and and a bunch of other weird things that happen. So I think I've always been like a fan of horror without really realizing that I liked it. But I've never liked being scared. Like I I don't mess with haunted houses whenever i go in to watch a horror film i'm going in because i think that i'm gonna get artistically fulfilled like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch something and enjoy it from a cinematic point of view or from a you know artistic point of view uh not because i'm like chasing the high a lot of the time i would love to find the high of hereditary again but i i view things a more like artistic way i think and that's where sean and i i feel like not that sean doesn't search for that but i feel like this is where we differ a little bit yeah
3: just yeah i'll I'll say that it was frustrating being steve's friend at first (laughs) because (laughs) we bonded over tim burton movies and i was like oh and i wanted to show him these horror movies and he just didn't want to do it and then finally Finally, we go and see Hereditary together, and I felt him change. There was a metamorphosis, and I was like, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. him. Came out, of the, came out of
2: the cocoon, and we were good to yeah. go.
3: yeah, yeah.
1: That's actually a beautiful story, because it's like, you know, it starts with friendship, and that's kind of like similar to what... Zakia and I are like because I was trying to get her into horror, but then Twilight mm-hmm. was the one that caused the metamorphosis. Yes, <laughs> well, yes. it's
0: <laughs> I guess or but, Vampire Diaries. Would you say? Yeah. Well, I mean both, but we talk about Twilight and vampires like in every episode, so it's like I think it's a bad yeah, habit. Yeah, it's all
2: good. No, it's not um, a bad habit. I <laughs> just <laughs> a, wanted to know. It's a love. I like. No, you got to <laughs> fill the quota. Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I just I was just like interested in wondering like what type of like horror do you specifically like like do you like gore or like suspense or is there any like anything specific about horror
2: it's so funny because we were just talking about this with um some other folks this morning but i love psychological horror stuff i mean normally you'll see them called psychological thrillers i think a lot of them can be psychological horror um i definitely lean towards the you know a24 horror elevated if you will I would not love to call it that but um, a lot of people would so like that's kind of my vibe. I love psychological stuff killing of a sacred deer is one of my favorite films. Um, I also do love big monsters a lot Um, Cloverfields another one of my favorite horror uh, horror movies. I definitely don't go towards Gore a lot Um, and I also don't go towards like. I don't know, just, like, jump-scary movies. I've heard it's great, but, like, based on the trailer for Smile, it made me not want to watch it because it looked like one of those just, like, jump-scare movies. I definitely want to watch it. I've heard great things, don't get me wrong. But that, like, kind of gives you an idea of the type of movie I don't normally love, like the early 2000s sort of horror. But, yeah, that's that's mine, I would say, is the, like, A24 brand, which I hate labeling myself like that. But
3: that's I mean, it's I'm accurate, I'm just being though. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being real. I mean, I like... I like a little bit of everything, and I don't love anything, any of the subgenres just on their own. There are people that, you know, love every single zombie movie or, or things like that. I would say that the two that I'm probably drawn to the most, especially early on, I'm fascinated by the terrible things that we do to each other. So, so killers and and psychological things like that. I'm not a like a gorehead in the sense that. You know, I chase down the, the violent movies just because they're violent. But I do think that gore can be a very useful tool, just like a jump scare can. Uh, but I definitely don't love movies that only have that going for them. And then I love like creature design and monsters and just haunting, eerie things that are kind of beautiful. So like, like Pan's Labyrinth, you know, s- stuff like that. A lot of what Del Toro does. So, like, dark fairy tales and, and serial killers is, I guess, where I'll keep it.
2: The Strangers is one of yes. the films that Sean and I latch on to a lot uh, as an example of, like, people doing bad things to each other. Like, The Strangers is top-notch. Mm-hmm. And it's masks such a, are cool. So,
0: oh. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, masks. <laughs> masks. Yes. Yeah. yes. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, have you guys watched Jeffrey Dahmer, the, like, the show thing? The, like, documentary thingies or whatever... Is like a show.
3: Sounded. Yeah, so, so I have. Um, uh, yeah, why?
0: What are your thoughts on
3: it? Uh, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering cause I wondering
0: I feel like I've only watched the first like three episodes because it kind of got boring for me. But I feel like why would someone create like a show like that, especially it's kind of. And plus the actor, I forgot his name, but he was on American Mm Horse. Yes, 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 yes. He's a really amazing actor, but like the role that he played was like everything opposite of like what he believes in. So I thought it was quite interesting, but that's just me. I thought it was very interesting, but I I would like to hear your thoughts about
3: it. Sure. So we we actually just talked about this recently, and I I do think this is a a tough one. I, I think the show was done well, but you're absolutely right it's not really the best thing for them to have done. I think things get really complicated when you when you turn real people's like trauma and, and events and, and real terrible things that have happened into entertainment. And it's not that that should never be done, um, but it's that that needs to be done very delicately and you need to go about that the right way. And, and I do not believe that that was handled the right way um, for, for a yeah. variety of, of reasons. Um,
2: I also would like to throw in, it's really hard to say what the right way is. Yes. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know if there's like a catch all that you can say like, oh, this is the right way to treat a story about a serial killer that you're going to have this, you know, objectively attractive actor play this man and mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, this awful person and recreate some of these courtroom scenes almost verbatim and and imagery you know so similar to the actual people that have these traumatic uh, things happen to them i don't know if there's a right way to do it that said should you not create quote-unquote art because of these things i don't know i think you should be able to create things but I, i think it all depends on like context you know i think that a lot of the people that were outspoken about this show in a negative way was again kind of like what i'm saying with the people that these traumatic things happen to them or happen to their family members um, not wanting to see themselves represented in this way or having these things you know rehashed so many years later. but then after you you kind of find out, I think they said like Ryan Murphy said like we tried reaching out to these people to get their blessing and like to allow us to make this thing or to at least have their sign off or whatever it may be I, I think it all depends on context like you know, should they before the show have maybe had a dis- a disclaimer or that sort of thing or do you maybe, is it really important to have the um, the witnesses and the people that were in the courtroom look exactly like they did back then? If you're just making a show, um, maybe it's not that important unless you're like specifically doing it because they asked you to. So it is really tough. Um, You know, I think that I'm definitely of the mind that like you, you should be able to make whatever art you want. You have to be aware of the consequences that are going to come from it. And I think that you should try to be as delicate as possible, specifically about these real life things that happen to people specifically specifically about them like this didn't happen that long ago you know it's pretty messed up so it's tough
0: yeah i agree auntie did
1: you watch it i did i watched it with my mom actually i have similar feelings like if you're taking well i was about to say if you're taking away the reality of it it's a well-done show but at the same time you can't separate it from that because it's based on life so yeah, feel, feel very similarly.
3: It's interesting because there's, you know, I, I remember going to like family video or, or video rental stores and, and seeing a lot of indie movies about, about John Wayne Gacy or Ed Gein or things like that. So it's, it's this is not the, you know, the, the Ted Bundy thing with Zach Efron and then now the Dahmer thing with Evan Peters. They're not, it's not new to, to make schlocky and I wouldn't even call these schlocky, but, but to make schlocky horror movies, even. Out based on real things, but these are some of the biggest ones that have been released uh, that everybody's talking about. And yeah, Ryan
2: Murphy on Netflix. Yes, I
3: like was about things. to say it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, even Kane Hodder, who's like the most famous Jason Voorhees, played Gacy and Ed Gein in some of these more indie movies. But it was a not as big. It was in a different time. You know, even just by being a decade or so, I, I think that we're as a society as a a country and and culture we're we're trying to progress and and learn from these things so we're talking about a lot of stuff and i I think it's complicated and but i think it's i'm glad that we're talking about it i guess is is where i'll leave it i watched the show and and i'm not going to go and recommend it to anybody for those complicated reasons but i did i did the
2: other thing the other thing that i would say is that i don't know do you have to keep making like what what new thing are you adding to this? Like Jeffrey Dahmer storytelling. You know, I think that Mindhunter done by David Fincher, who's the best director of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> I think that like that is this new perspective that we haven't really gotten on, like the serial killer genre. And so they're able to cover like Manson and all these different serial killers in the show. But they do it so well. And it's from a new perspective. If you're like, oh, what is this ad? I think the covering of the serial killers themselves may not be a new perspective but the covering of like what they're doing and like the killer profiling and that sort of stuff that they do in Mindhunter is like a pretty yeah. new perspective no absolutely to have. whereas like if you're making another Dahmer doc or another Dahmer reenactment thing like what are you doing that's new unfortunately it doesn't feel like it's to do something new it feels like it's to do something that's going to make MUVA. Yeah. Was,
3: yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, unfortunately, there's these small handful of serial killer icons that they just kind of keep reviving because of the, the kind of serial killer boom in the 70s. And, and there's just a couple people. And it's just interesting because they wouldn't do one. They're not going to make a Netflix series about the Golden State Killer or like BTK or like rec- more recent things. Um, It's just like these couple of people in the 70s and 80s for the most
2: part.
1: It Wasn't it greenlit for season two?
2: Wait, what? Dahmer? Well, I think what's gonna happen is Ryan Murphy is turning this now, as Ryan Murphy is known to do, into an anthology series. I think that this is gonna be the next. I mean, for those that are listening that don't know, Ryan Murphy created American Horror Story, he created American crime story or whatever it is. They did OJ Simpson and then uh another one I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, I think this is going to turn into a anthology style series where every season is a different insert serial killer here maybe and that's fine i guess i don't know do it the right way yeah that's all that's all i I didn't know that (laughs) i'm just finding out this now me neither Um, (laughs) but i'm assuming that gacy's
3: next then because they had gacy you know in this one i would assume that that gacy would be the next spoiler (laughs) alert whatever (laughs) but uh
2: no i know i'm not gonna watch it probably but yeah, that's, I, I'm 99% sure that's what they're doing with it. I read something. I'm not the one to break news on your guys' podcast, but that's uh, that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Great question, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so in uh, lighter news, we <laughs> we're going... <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> aside, from,
0: aside from the serial killers. <laughs> so um, we're,
1: um, yeah, we're going to have two topics today. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And then Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, Let's start with Harry Potter because it's a little happier. Is it? I don't know.
2: (laughs) A little (laughs) bit. Well,
1: actually, it depends on how you look at it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess we'll start with what made you choose this film as a topic?
2: Just being honest, I wanted to pick something that I thought was a little bit uh, unusual that's not like specifically horror. Um, I am not original in saying that I love Harry Potter. Grew up on Harry Potter. Um, I was the age of Harry as the books were coming out. So they would be like, you know, he was 12. I was 12 sort of thing, which was really cool. Uh, I felt like I was able to go to Hogwarts. But yeah, I the actually was it as the movies were coming out. I don't remember. I digress. But anyways, loved the books. And then equally, you know, as everyone else does, love the movies. Um, I think the movies are phenomenal. Uh, I think that. Like the first two are directed by Christopher Columbus, which is such a funny name to be a director, but, uh, he directed the first two movies and then the third one prisoner of Azkaban is directed by Alfonso Cuaron who did uh, gravity did Roma great director. And the third one is where it, Sean and I were talking about this. It kind of happens at the end of two and it happens bits in one and two, but the third one is really where the aesthetic of Harry Potter films get dark. Like it gets pretty freaking dark. Um, the, the beginning of the film is, is light enough with his aunt or second aunt or whatever she is, Marge. Um, but then the rest of the movie, you're introduced to all these dark things. So, um, before getting into all those details, like I really thought that Harry Potter is a good, a good example of this thing that is delivered to the youth, uh, as this, you know, wonderful wizarding world and, you know, watch these movies. They're amazing, which they are. Don't get me wrong. Great story. Uh, The person who made them isn't the best person, but it's delivered to you like that. But then they have these really horrific things, really dark things, aesthetically horrific things as well that you're just getting, you know, you're you're watching without even realizing it. So that's why I I think I thought Harry Potter would be a good, uh, good thing to talk about. Not just the third movie, really the whole series, but the third movie in particular for me.
1: Yeah, I have a confession to make.
2: I'm afraid of what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: Having been a child that this was targeted towards when it came out, I... Never got into the franchise. Like,
3: all right. (laughs) So that, yeah, (laughs) that just always blew my mind. Sorry.
1: (laughs) The fact that someone doesn't like it. Like, like,
3: oh, I just thought everyone uh, because I I thought everyone
2: had, had watched it, you know?
3: Yeah. When I was a kid, you know, I I would be blown away to find out that somebody. It's like saying you haven't seen
2: Toy Story. Hadn't read them or seen them. You know? Yeah.
3: I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I I was also a diehard.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I felt it all around me. Like we were forced to read the book in school oh and, uh, w- yeah, like, and Ooh. watch the movies. So, um, but I actually appreciate like, uh, the, the way, especially like having like with this film in particular, the way that it introduces like mm-hmm. dark themes and even the, like the lore of the werewolves and all these really, like really cool, like supernatural Creatures into, like, the whole, like, world of it. So I did appreciate it as a film.
3: It's interesting. I mean, fantasy has always had horror in it, you know? Um, Even if you go to, like, grim fairy tales and stuff. So I I think that's one thing I always appreciated about it. And especially with, with Harry Potter, you can see, like, every movie gets darker and darker. The first movie feels decently friendly you know there's not a ton of scary stuff i would say the scariest things happen in the last 15 minutes and even then by comparison to the rest of the franchise there is you know, it, it i want to throw in
2: a, one moment in the first movie when they're in the forest and the it's Voldemort at that point but it's just this hooded figure who's feeding on a unicorn
3: that's, that's yeah. dark it's a hundred percent and i like yeah. that i like that it it really yeah. starts as this this very like child fantasy it's whimsical that, that yes and it brings this darkness in and i think that that's i think that's what fantasy is about you know it's it's introducing it's about a lot of things but but one of those things is is you know showing kids that there are bad things in the world and they, that they can fight them and that they can stand up to them.
2: Um, that, the, that the bad can be beaten. And even like building on the first. So the first movie has that moment. Um, and then obviously the end with quivering Professor Quirrell on the back <laughs> of his head. That is what terrified me as a child. The second movie has gigantic spiders. It also has, you know, the Chamber of Secrets has been opened written on blood on the wall. Like that's. Yeah horror movie stuff you know like the basilisk is
3: terrifying the basilisk is terrifying
2: monster movie stuff yeah yeah so um the first one's toy with it and then yeah the third movie um again i it's personally my favorite movie of the of the harry potter franchise i think horror specifically i could have picked on this one or like seven part one is pretty horror horror oriented too but like you're introduced to dementors there's the scene on the train that's very like so tense you have the shadow work of the dementor it, it literally is played like a horror film um like you were talking about the lore of the werewolves i mean you have not only do you have like lupin being a werewolf spoiler alert for this movie that's uh 14 years old or 18 years old whatever it is um oh, no. but lupin lupin's a werewolf uh you have snape in class talking about it like he is in this defense against the dark arts class like having them research werewolves and he has this little spiel talking about where werewolves came from which like is my jam i love the origin of werewolves is so cool like the greek mythology aspect of it is so cool so i i really i think that they really set the tone and then the bog arts yeah it's just a, like that's a horror thing to me like that feels like yeah. a horror concept the idea of a art. and then on top of all that it's just like you got monsters you got you know a, a hippogriff isn't scary still a monster yeah still could be con- you know it's fantasy but it's also on the horror end so um yeah god it's just it's so good yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: the werewolf class was really cool. I was like, oh, I really want to take a class like that.
2: Yes, but- <laughs> yeah. yes, I'd go back to school just to do that. Yeah, I'd finish 100%. school just to do that. A hundred percent.
3: In the in the book, it's that's like the coolest year for creatures. I was so excited for that movie, and honestly, a little disappointed by the movie when it came out because Lupin introduces them to so many creatures, and I was excited to see every single one. And you still do get a lot. I understand it's it's a budgeting thing, but. Uh, but also one of the coolest werewolves in movie history still to this day. Um, one of the best looking ones. Uh, really solid. I also
2: want to say, I don't know if I, I, I wanted to mention this. Another reason that I love the this third movie is it's the first uh, first movie I ever saw in IMAX. Yeah, I saw this movie in Henry Ford Museum in Detroit uh, nice. <laughs> in IMAX and it just blew my mind. It was like the coolest thing to see. The Whomping Willow shaking the snow off or when another scary moment. Hey, sorry, I'm just, just rambling here. <laughs> Harry, they're in the Quidditch match, and Harry is chasing the snitch upwards towards the sky, and then he's just surrounded by, like, eight Dementors. His broom snaps, and he gets thrown to the ground. Terrifying. So good. Unbelievably good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask, since we talked about Harry Potter, what's, uh, Zakia? what's your your favorite Harry Potter movie?
0: Um, Ooh, I think it has to be the last one. Okay. Because, okay, because okay look listen i think actually wait i think that i think twilight is not the one that actually got me into horror okay or vampire diaries i think it was harry potter because my mom made me watch it when i was super young and now it's just like a really comfort type of movie to me it just brings me a lot of joy it's, but especially like the last one i just feel like it feels just very accomplishing like i don't know how to describe it i f- it feels like I just feel happy and like,
3: mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> well, there's this,
3: there's this moment of, of ultimate triumph, you know? So that, that makes right, sense. I would yeah. say though, you, you got a, a strong heart there because it's a, uh, it's a sad one. Lots of, lots of characters that we love go spoiler alert for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen the harry yeah, potter yeah, movies yeah. but yeah that's a sad one for sure those last two movies get really sad
0: yeah i think i might rewatch a series today Then do it, <laughs> do I'm, just it. Like, I'm just i gonna did, a, like, I did mm-hmm. a quick
2: recap of three before we did this but then i was like i need to just watch all of them again i haven't watched all of them in so long they are great. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: They are great. I think like it's almost Christmas season. Well, it kind of is, so we have to like rewatch all of it, all the yes. movies again.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Maybe this just inspired me to get someone whoever we can get from Harry Potter on the show for Christmas season. Let's
0: let's Ooh, go. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who should
2: we get Zakia? Be realistic though. Don't say Daniel Radcliffe. I would love Daniel Radcliffe.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't think I honestly feel like none will <laughs> answer. Yeah,
2: I'm If you reach <laughs> no, out. You're, you're real. But it's yeah. worth a shot. Could we get Luna? Ooh, Luna, Lovegood? Luna Lovegood. It's a good yeah, idea. If I
0: if I had to choose like if there was a chance for me to choose, I really would want to interview um Emma Watson.
2: Yeah. Me Emma's too. the best. I have
3: to say that that the third movie is when I developed a very big crush on Emma Watson. Oh
2: no, that, uh, exists. <laughs> oh no, that's when she punches <laughs> Draco, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh no. something you're the about best. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, Draco is yeah. so. Mm, yeah, I like Draco's him a lot. Best. Like, there's like a phase that I had quarantine time where I was just like super obsessed with Harry Potter again. Like my, it's like my love for Twilight hasn't went away. This, it's like the same thing how I feel about Harry Potter. So I feel like Draco is just like, I don't know. He's so, he's definitely something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like my Edward. He's like my Edward in Harry That's, Potter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, yeah.
0: Don't tell anyone, guys.
3: We'll edit, get edit we'll get out. Draco on the show. Didn't yeah, we try? We'll didn't we know. try to get Draco? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We he did had a book send,
2: coming yeah. out or something, and yeah. we were like, "It's worth a shot." Yep. And he said, "You wish." Mm-hmm. Or no, that's what Harry Potter said. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, he, no, no he just didn't. Quote.
0: Yeah. Potter. Such a bummer, <laughs> yeah.
1: man.
2: It's okay. See, yeah. it worth a shot. I'm gonna try. As soon as we're done with this conversation, I'm gonna try to get some Harry Potter people, and I'll I'll shout you guys out because that's a great idea.
1: <laughs>
0: cool, cool. Yay! Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> I did want to ask, like, um, so there's that scene where they're like, like, imagining their greatest fear, and then they find a way to make it funny. Yes. So I'm curious, can like, what would be your guys's
3: Wow. <sighs> yeah, I need a yeah. second. It's no rush.
2: I think One, so.
3: <laughs> so two, oh. <laughs> I
2: two two big things don't like spiders. Uh, very afraid of spiders, um, but they already do that. Like they, the spider and then it's on roller skates is one of the things. Great scene. One of the best scenes of the movie, by the way, great choice. There's also, I am deathly afraid of, of heights, which is funny because I'm very tall. Don't like heights at all. I don't know. Maybe like I'm standing on something really tall and then like I slip, but it's one of those things where like you slip and then you are just like a foot down. Like you don't go far at all like that. So I guess that's not making it funny, but it would just be like, one of those things you know those TikTok things where like they cover a kid's face and they pretend like they're lifting him up really high in the air and then they make they like touch the top of his head so they think he's on the ceiling and then they drop him and he's right on the ground yeah (laughs) you haven't seen that no i want to do it to my nephew so bad so like basically what you do zakiya don't let anyone do this to you you're old enough Never mind, no one's gonna do this to you but like, basically they're like (laughs) put your arms out this isn't a visual podcast but like put your arms out and uh basically like They blindfold whoever they're doing this to or they make it so they can't see and then they hold their arms and they lift them up a little bit just a little off the ground like an inch and then they're just like oh we're lifting you we're lifting you and then they take something like I don't know just like a block or something and they touch the top of their head so they think that they're on the ceiling and then they're like oh oh and they let go and the kid thinks that they're falling but really they just like are right on the ground yeah it's messed up but I want to do it to my nephew so (laughs) bad. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see those videos. That would be my pocket oh Um f-
3: for me it's tough because a lot of the things that I'm really afraid of are more <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know I, where I, this is going. <laughs> I'm 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 really afraid of a lot of really existential things and um, kind of like illness. So I'm afraid of of getting sick or finding out that you know that I'm dying or something or uh, or kind of losing my mind. So I don't really know how a, a Bogart would interpret that for me. Interesting. So. I guess that's one of the hard things. Yeah. And it's if you look at um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Fantastic Beast series, but there's a moment where someone's shown a Bogart. It's kind of more conceptual like that. This person's really afraid of a, of a memory. And so it's no one else understands what the Bogart is showing them um, in that scene. I think it's the second one. So it, something like that. I guess I if you guys have any ideas on what yeah, it might I be. Yeah, have,
2: I have a good one. Um, the Bogart turns into you. And it's like coughing, like it's like really yeah. sick and coughing. But then it does like a clown thing, where like it starts to like pull out. <laughs> Honestly, like maybe. And maybe. Stuff. Um, I,
3: I will also say though, to simplify it a bit, to give it something that a Bogar might give me. I'm I'm also really freaked out by by sharks. Jaws had a had a pretty impactful moment on me, so it could turn into a, a great white coming at me or parasites. Like if it showed me with like. Love crafty and worms like ripping out of my body or something like that would be <laughs> that would be, how make
2: uh... it funny, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know how to how make it funny. it
3: funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> I d- I don't know. They're like I don't
1: know. They're gummy worms. I guess. <laughs>
3: like <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. So then I start eating them. Oh, what would I do with the shark? I don't know. Just turn him into like a little a little fish or something that I can put yeah. in a bag and and shake like Finding Nemo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is she? There we yeah. go. Yeah. Good question. Wow. That's a great yeah. question.
2: That was a great question.
3: Yeah. Cool.
0: Okay. So this is a very serious question, guys. JK Rowling, you guys know how um she's not very liked because of her views of um transphobia and things like that. So do you feel like artists should be separated from their art, like in those type of situations? Like, um, I don't know if you know Orange Orange Orange, what like Orange Rex County. Uh he has like Rex Orange s- County. Yes, Rex, not Orange. Yes, Rex, Orange County. I can't think today, guys. Okay, you're fine. So, you're fine. with his like, with the um, you know, you know about the news that's going around. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, like in that example, do you think that the artist should be separated from their art?
2: I'm i Re- I'm a big Rex OC fan. All right, I'll say I was a big Rex Orange County fan. Um, I saw him. Yes, same. Yes. We got, me and Zakia have a lot of the same music taste. I don't know if you remember. You do. You called out wallows on my wall last time.
0: Oh my gosh. I have, wait, can I tell you something?
2: Can I tell (laughs) you something? Let's go. Can I
0: tell you something? I went to go, me and my aunt went to go see them. I was freaking
2: out. Oh my God.
0: I was literally about to die. Wasn't
2: their tour so good?
0: (laughs) Yes. Their concert was so
2: good. I got. Yeah, I have a hoodie. Really
0: Wait, good. hold on. Give me one moment. One One She wants to show it off.
2: Yes. Wait. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: it was so funny, like going there, because there was like a lot of young people, and yeah. I was like, "Hi, fellow kids," you know.
2: Oh yeah! There. Absolutely nice. <laughs> give me, give me two seconds. Ignore the fact that I'm wearing oh, shorts.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're showing off our merch tour.
3: Has a tour.
2: Oh, I love that. Ocean oh, basketball!
3: No,
2: this is their, their new york specific uh hat and it has the they played four nights so they had four nights in uh
0: Gosh, in new york. that's crazy and yeah it's funny yeah.
2: I, they're my girlfriend's favorite band and the, when we had you guys on i was like yeah Zakia called out the Wallace poster that was on the wall but uh i'm glad that we have the same music taste um yes yeah so uh anyways, um,
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy
2: Rex Orange County a lot. I found him at the beginning of the pandemic, really enjoyed his music, just like very chill style, whatever. Um, saw him not too long ago. Actually, maybe it was in the spring, I think. Yeah. So with Rex specifically, he, it's sad. Uh, he seemed very unproblematic, which is one of the reasons I liked him. And um, I don't think I've listened to his music since that came out. I do think that in the future, I'll probably like listen to one of his songs just knowing that like I like this song and I don't like the person who created it. A very similar thing is I don't know this this isn't like nothing like crazy bad is happening, but like Billie Eilish's new boyfriend is the lead vocalist of The Neighborhood another right. one of my favorite yeah. bands Same. He, he's <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> he
2: is uh he is significantly older than she is and has known her since she was very young and that's a big bummer it doesn't seem you know she's posting about it happy whatever but um that makes me feel gross to know that and so listening to their music again love their music but it bums me out to listen to it i do think like at least personally in in the music space i'm separating the art from the artist i think really in every space i'm separating the art from the artist um i think that it's something that you you can do you can acknowledge it and you can be vocal about it you can do what we're doing now like it's not i'm not saying like oh i i'm a rex Oak orange county stan and i'm not gonna you know acknowledge these bad things that are happening like no he has awful allegations against him i don't know what the what the end result of those allegations are but I can still enjoy his music while being vocal about the fact that I know he's not a good person or or allegedly is not a good person. JK is the the biggest example, right? Because, you know, she's making transphobic statements and even like wrote one of her new books is like from the perspective of someone who's like going under the allegations that she is of being transphobic and whatever it may be. And yeah, in that sense, like it's a bummer because this whole amazing world was created by her. You know, not not going to talk specifically about what she might have ripped off to create it, but she created this wonderful world that many people love. It's one of the biggest franchises of all time, if not the biggest like, you know, kids fantasy franchise. And it turns out that she's not a good person. And like, again, I think you can separate it because she's not the one, not the only person that created the films that people love so much. Like Daniel Radcliffe recently came out and said some things against her which he he had in the past but he's still doing it. So I think you can acknowledge that this amazing art was created because of an idea that a bad person had if that makes sense. So, I don't know if that answered the question but no, I guess TLDR, I think you can separate uh, the art from the artist. So,
3: I want to jump in a little bit. I want to say that with JK it's it's really really complicated. I I want to acknowledge first I guess that I'm, you know, a, a cis straight white man yeah both of us and so the reality is I think the 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 conversation in general of whether or not you can separate the art from the artist is a complicated one because not everybody has as hard of a time separating it you know Harry Potter is a is a big part of my childhood it's a huge part of my relationship with my grandmother who I recently lost and so I can't untie the emotions that I have to that series and frankly I don't want to. And so when it comes to like my personal my personal experience, I know what I'm able to do, but I also have to acknowledge that there are other people who this series meant the world to, who it's a huge part of relationships that they have with people that they love and, you know, it's a it's a huge part of their childhood and they are being personally attacked by J.K. Rowling where I am not. So it's I just have to acknowledge that it is easier for me to separate it where it's it's not for them you know i it's something that i wrestle with all the time i do want to also say though that while jk created harry potter again to what steve said we're not going to talk much about where she might have ripped off a lot of stuff but um there are thousands of artists that have made that world you know that that world exists outside of her book it exists in the forms of those movies which had hundreds of people working on them um, from actors.
2: If not to, thousands. Yeah,
3: yeah. If not thousands, you know, actors, musicians, concept artists, other writers, uh, you know, video games, there are, there are a lot of people that create something. And so I think it's, it gets complicated when one, when there's a, a huge, a massive creative project, and then one person sucks from it. And I think that that can go into complicated conversations about, you know, it, it's hard in today's world to really consume anything without it trailing back to some bad person this company might be ethical but they're owned by this company that's not or things like that so it's it's tough it's really it's really tough
2: yeah even the illustrator the illustrator of the books you know like mary jk didn't illustrate didn't illustrate these books like there was someone who created the the iconic imagery that we know today, you know, that turned into these movies as well. So yeah, I think it's rough. I mean, even there's a, there's a band that I love called dance, Gavin dance, and they've had a, uh, so much turmoil throughout their history of being a band. And recently their lead vocalist has uh, had some allegations against him and had some alcohol issues and whatever it may be. He took a, a brief sabbatical and is now coming back. And it's just like, it's tough to know where the line is. It's tough yeah. to know if I want to support. Okay. Um, and to Sean's point, we're straight white dudes, and we we say this on our show all the time. Like, our perspective is very limited, and you know, we we say how we feel about things. But it's it's very important to know that like we <laughs> are not the end all be all for any of these opinions. Yeah. In any of these like yeah. subjects.
3: Lastly, I'll yeah. say very quickly that that I definitely denounce J.K. Rowling at this point. Yeah, I'm, I have no interest in. In giving her anything, I will not be checking out any new books that she does or or anything like that. I don't care what she has to say anymore. Uh, When it comes to Harry Potter, I will probably still watch those movies for the rest of my life. I, you know, I'm not out here buying Harry Potter merch on a regular basis, but I also can't promise that I'll never spend another dollar on Harry Potter. Uh, And and kind of my thoughts there are that even if she never made another dollar from Harry Potter again. You know, she's she's a billionaire. She'll there's nothing I don't think financially that we can do to her. So I think the worst thing that we can do to her is separate her from the art, say that it belongs to us, which really it does. And uh, and kind of remove like uh, attack her legacy.
2: Yeah, that's a great way to say it. But attack again, I, I don't
3: know attack her legacy because that's that's all that's unfortunately with the, the capitalist world that we live in uh there's financially there's nothing that we can do even if no one ever bought another harry potter thing there's there's nothing we can do to jk rowling money wise she'll always be rich
0: right yeah
1: great
3: question right valid
0: answers
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah so kia has these um really deep questions happening today
3: I love yeah. it. Let's go. <laughs> sorry we're so long-winded on yeah. it. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, um, actually... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, no, I appreciate the discussion, like Zakia bringing it up, and um, you, Steven, Sean, with your answers, because even though like our podcast is targeted towards kids, I, th- I feel like these are conversations that they are having already yes. that a lot of adults don't realize. So it's really good.
2: Yeah. Well, Zakiya. that's that's one thing I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, I, Sean.
3: I was just gonna say I love this about your show in general, from from the horror to the to the real things that you guys will talk about. It's I think a lot of things don't give kids enough credit to handle darker things or to handle serious things or to to have thoughts to, to be able to understand what's going on and to be able to to give you know valid thoughts and express their very valid feelings about it. So
2: Yeah. On that note though, Zakia, like I'm I am curious what You know you said you're a rex fan a neighborhood fan and obviously jk rowling has the issues like what is your perspective on this and i guess if you don't mind giving some insight on like if this is discussed at all with like friends or
0: oh yeah i was very disappointed with like the Rex, the whole rex thing i've known about the the jk thing for a while now um yeah i just try my best to separate i haven't listened to rex in like ever since the allegations and things like that because Even though I'm separating from, like, the art, from the artist, I still feel like it's betraying whoever the victim was. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to, like, affect people who were affected by him in any way, shape, or form, no matter if I know them or not, you know? So, I don't think I'll be listening to them for a while now, or The Neighborhood, or... I love The Neighborhood. So good, but... You know, especially Rex, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about him anymore. That's, that's how I, and like a lot of my friends are, me and my friends have been talking about it for ever since it happened. I'm in high school now. So, uh, people have been talking about it and oh wait, actually, can I bring up something as well? Cause we were yeah. talking yeah. about, cause this you guys show. were talking about,
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? we're I didn't here. know
0: that. Really? No. Um, but like, uh, you guys were talking about how, um, our audience is kids and I'm just like curious do you think as I'm getting older because I am a high school now, a high schooler now do you think we would still have our younger audience mm. as I'm getting older like do you think that do you guys think- I think
2: you guys do a great job on you really target the people that you bring on as well um Sean and I are kind of exceptions to you know like the age that you guys bring on like we're old farts compared to like a lot of the like 13 year olds and things (laughs) like that that you guys have on um I hate calling myself old I'm not old um Uh. no I definitely think you would and I also think you you bring a certain perspective I think that you know everyone that is making a podcast about these sort of things Sean and I included are in their like early 20s or older Uh, maybe a little bit younger than that but like I think you have a great perspective on things i think that i mean like i used to uh direct high school theater when i was a little younger three three plus years ago now and just seeing the perspective of like the students that i directed then uh like blew my mind so i definitely think that you have an important perspective that you will still like i think that someone in middle school would probably want to listen to someone in high school talk about this sort of thing like Mm -hmm. there's not that big of an age gap there um but on the flip side i think people that are older should want to listen to you guys and get your perspective as well so i i think between the people that you bring on being younger and your perspective um and your guys's dynamic together i definitely think it it makes sense for younger people to want to listen
3: yeah your your audience is going to age with you yeah and I, oh, that's I a good
0: point. That, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and then depending on you know, as you're bringing on, I think you guys will just you might make slight adjustments to uh, to your presentation maybe depending on what you want to do. But I, you seem like a a digestible show for for all ages. Thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was <laughs> wondering. Sorry. Oh, can like, I also you say? Guys perspective on that?
3: Mm-hmm. I have to say, I listened to your Adams Family episode, and I heard you you said it came out in '91, and you called it. <sighs> You called it an old timey movie. And when I tell you that my That's what those are the words that you used. And when I tell you that my heart sank into I'm my stomach. I no. love I love old timey movies. And I was like, what? And, but you're right. You're, the thing is oh God. you're not wrong. But I just I had to sit there with that reality. I hit pause. And just kind of like sat in that moment for a <laughs> Cried minute. A yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so like
0: sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: that's actually hilarious because my best friend, who is also in her 30s, she texted me after listening to that episode and was like, "Zakia called the Adams family an old timey <laughs> <Yes>. movie." <laughs> so I, I think you accidentally caused like an existential crisis for everyone.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh. So yeah. At least
0: I'm making people aware.
3: The Bogart for me is Zakia calling Adam's family an old timey movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
2: Yeah, there's but no nothing funny comes out yeah. of it. It's just it's just scary.
0: <laughs> I think this can lead us into the um, okay. the tale of the lonely ghost.
2: Yeah, let's get into an old timey TV show. Oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> old timey. So, like, okay. So, why did you guys like choose this show and this like certain episode?
3: So I love this show. I. uh if we could, I would talk about every episode with you. I, I absolutely love the show. I, I grew up on it. And the reason that I chose it uh, is, A, I think more people should should visit it and watch it. It was one of my earliest, like we had talked about, intros to horror. I was watching this show at, at four or five. And I know you guys probably just watched this episode. And it's cheesy. And it's a little, you know, goofy. But when I was four, this show scared the the crap out of me all the time. The, the Lonely Ghost is one, I mainly picked it because it's one of, there, there's a handful of episodes that were just kind of burned into my head. This one, I think it's the mirror imagery. There's something about being trapped, trapped in this kind of other world, uh, trapped in your own personal dream world and nightmare at the same time. And um, and I think it covers a lot of different stuff. It's, it's a great ghost story. And it's also like a, a very sad story. Um, when you break it down yeah what did you think of it me yeah
0: what did i think of it oh i thought you're the first timer
3: be honest you're not gonna hurt my feelings i feel like
0: it was the acting was interesting i feel (laughs) like and i feel like the like you know the way that she like bullied her her, or what relation did they have with each other i forgot they were
3: they were cousins
0: they're cousins yeah that's what i thought that was very the way that she acted. It was like very bully stere stereotypical. Does that make sense? Like it was just like mm-hmm. how people thought bullies would act like in um. How do I word the back then in old timey, I mean, days? Yes. <laughs> in timey
2: days? How do yes. I word back then <laughs> yeah, in, um, the in the prehistoric yeah?
0: days? <laughs> yes, but yeah, I feel like um. And sometimes I just wanted to like slap like her mm -hmm, a lot and i didn't really like it no but i feel like i feel like the storyline was quite interesting because we first get introduced to this group of like a friend group um in the forest which you would not expect for people to be in like nowadays like that's people would think that's very scary to like be in a forest not a forest in the woods telling scary Mm -hmm. stories because that's like that's setting yourself up for like murder but um There's, like, these little, like, not really little, but teenager type of kids who are talking and telling the story of what happened. And then it kind of, like, blurs you into the actual setting of the story. And I think the concept of, like, the mirror is quite interesting, you know, in the house. It's quite original, I feel like. A lot of storylines kind of like that. But I never, like, heard of the mirror aspect of it before.
2: A couple of things. So, Are You Afraid of the Dark is an anthology, Kind of, and it's similar to the Goosebumps series that came out. They're both Canadian shows, both around the same time, both similar budgets. It kind of looks like. Um, I would also be interested, though, because Are You Afraid of the Dark has been recreated recently. It has four, three or four seasons. Two that are now. Out. Oh wait, did um, the third one come out? Two, the third one, the third one came out. Ghost Island or whatever it's called. Um, but there's three. Seasons that came out and I'd be curious to hear how you feel about that because I do feel like it's it's obviously way more relevant to Not the old timeies like the, mm, the contemporary. Yeah. people watching it. I feel um, like but it's definitely yeah
0: I for me personally ever since the pod like we've started the podcast I've got to like I I'm able to watch like these old-timey movies and things like that, you know And I honestly like them better than like the things that we have to watch now that are horror that are that considered horror so i okay. I, see, I feel like i won't enjoy it as much if i actually watch like all of the seasons and you know things like that that are coming out recently i feel like maybe the ones that were released back then i would enjoy it way more because i really enjoyed this episode like the um yeah this episode that you guys specifically chose that was quite interesting so i think i might can like watch all of it
3: I- who knows beg you to watch more of the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i know um sean you also mentioned the tale of the crimson ghost was like another of your favorites so we could like yeah i think Zakia, you could watch that one next yeah the
3: the the crimson clown it was um
1: oh crimson clown yeah yeah.
3: it's uh that one i have like a a dream that i had shortly after watching that again like four or five that just sticks in my head i think that the reason i pushed this show and why I highly encourage you to, you know, to, to revisit it or to, to watch it for um, for your first time is I think that out of the kids material like like horror that's made for kids. I think that this show pulled less punches than than a lot of other things. Goosebumps kind of takes a, a comedic vibe a lot. The episode that you guys watched, The Lonely Ghost, is not the scariest one by any means. But there are some that get that are just really haunting or introduce these, these really scary ideas. And I I personally, I love anthology. I love short stories. I love getting a different episode of something or like a completely different. I don't know, there's some uh, short stories can do things that longer format stories can't, especially in scary stories. Right. They, um, mm-hmm. they don't feel the need to explain everything. They don't feel the need to give this intense conclusion all the time i like that i I would argue that are you afraid of the dark is one of the scariest things for kids if you can get past the goofy acting and the you know the low budget and the 90s vibe um very nice i think that there are there are some things there are some episodes you'll be like wow they show that to kids like that's scary
0: i feel like goosebumps is like kind of can be kind of similar Towards, um are you afraid of the dark? is... yes, I I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I remember it was like the summer. I don't really, not this summer, but when I was younger, I was just on Netflix and Goosebumps. Like, there's a series, or it was like a show. Yeah, there was like this one episode that kind of like scarred my brain for a while, and it was like this green stuff.
3: Monster under
0: Blood. the. I think Monster it was that Blood, one.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I believe it. And then there was like the basement. It was. Oh, is it the. Pl- the The dad, the, yeah, like the working dad, the I plants think it was dad. Stay
3: out of the basement. Yeah,
0: that one. It was that one, and then there was like a camp one too, I believe.
3: Welcome to Camp um, Nightmare with the weird dog like thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was that one too. So those those are the two that kind of scarred me the most. But as I was watching the episode, it kind of like I kind of got flashbacks from Goosebumps watching those. Yeah, it's really interesting. But yeah, um. But like, do you guys believe in ghosts at all, or do you guys think like? They- <sighs>
3: there might be a chance <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Uh, so i i grew up obsessed with ghost and and when i say obsessed i mean i would rent or check out from the school library uh books on ghost and, and paranormal things all the time i watched every doc that i could even before i was because i really became a horror movie fan when i was 10 but i've always loved spooky things and and stuff like that, but I, I was too afraid to actually dive into horror until 10. But I would watch every documentary I could, shows like Ghost Hunters with the TAPS, you know, the Atlantic Paranormal team and stuff like that. So I, I spent my whole life believing in ghosts. I would say that in my early 20s, when it came to like a lot of like religious things, I, I was kind of like questioning a lot of stuff. And I realized that I couldn't be as skeptical about some of my previous beliefs without applying that same skepticism to, to other things for me. I don't know what I believe anymore in terms of ghost. I love the idea. I eventually I want to go on like a a cross country tour, staying at different haunted locations and hotels if I can, because I want to experience something again. It's been several years since I've had like paranormal experiences myself and it makes me rethink them now And uh, none of them were ever, you know, where I saw like a floating apparition ghost right in front of me. It was always just kind of really weird things, things moving that shouldn't be moving or like shadowy type figures. So sorry, that's kind of all over the place. But but basically, I'm open to the idea. I would love to explore it more, but I I don't know anymore where I most of my life I was very confident uh, and and could say yes.
2: My short answer is no, but uh, (laughs) I was raised. I was raised very skeptically. Like my dad is a very skeptical, scientific person. Um, so I've always had that mindset about things and I do to this day. Yeah. I've never really believed in ghosts. Um, <clears throat> one thing I will say is I, th- I think the power of belief is very interesting. Like the general power of belief. So like Sean was talking about staying at these haunted places. Um, I think the power of being, Alone in a dark room or being afraid where something happened in the past and the effect it can have on you specifically, both mentally and physically uh, is very interesting. So I do think that, you know, ghosts, spooky ghosts, people die, come back and uh, have a white sheet around them. I don't believe in that, but I do believe that there's, there's power in places where bad things have happened. It's like a weird placebo effect. It's like this, a, a place. Um, or an area has power around it because these things happened and it affects you ment- mentally and physically to know that you're there to, to be in the situation. For me, like watching ghost shows and things like that or like when people like, shout out to someone we've had on the show, My Bloody Galantine, She's like a paranormal investigator, visits cemeteries and things like that. I, I feel like people that go searching for paranormal things experience something um, I don't think they experience ghosts, but what I think they experience is still something that's just as valid, and it's the effect of your mind, not necessarily playing tricks, but but leading into fear or or just the the entire experience. So, ghosts as a spooky uh, character, I do not believe in. But
3: can I ask yeah. Steve a question on Go your guys' change. show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you may. So so when it comes to like my my bloody Galantine or, or investigators. What do you say to the evidence that they bring back, whether it be like an EVP or things like that? If if they're bringing back stuff, do you believe that they're faking it then in that case?
2: I don't think they're faking it, but I wish we could talk about something in the dirt more. That movie yeah. hasn't come out yet. I think that there is something to be said for people that want to find results connecting yes. dots so that the, that way the results are found. So if I really want to see a ghost, here's... <laughs> Here's a weird example of that. When I was really young, my brother was like, the number 42 is everywhere. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I love the number 42. I see it everywhere. And now that I told you this, you're going to see the number 42 everywhere. I was like, okay. I see the number 42 everywhere. And for some reason, I don't know if it's because it's in the back of my mind or whatever. I see that number everywhere I go. Is it because there's some weird cosmic intervention placing the number 42 everywhere no but i think it's just my brain working a specific way so i think that you know if someone's looking for ghosts and they turn on a am transmitter and they hear something that sounds faintly like hello um you know it could be a jello advertisement from the 80s (laughs) that they're hearing but they're connecting it to make it sound like it says hello so again i i think people that experience these things are experiencing valid things i don't think that they're things that are valid in terms of like paranormal activity could i be wrong absolutely i would love prove me wrong i would love for something to prove me wrong and show that ghosts exist but um we talked about the show hellier that's out on amazon it's supposed to be a real thing it's supposed to be these guys made a, a documentary it's not a mockumentary they're not making it to be fake but it's people that are they believe in cryptids and Mothman and uh, conspiracy theories. <clears throat> and essentially without giving too much of the show, it's very interesting to kind of get their psyche, but they find a lot of what's called synchronicity. And so it's like, Oh, we pulled into the driveway at, you know, 1232 AM. It just so happens that this town was founded in 1232 or like, that's a bad example, but like that sort of thing, like again, connecting dots, when like you know it's not dots it's like smudges on a piece of paper like people are just finding finding connecting dots wherever they can so yeah that's that's what i believe yeah
3: what about you guys
1: well it actually i listened to this podcast by um tom delong you know from blink one 8 love tom
3: <laughs> shout out yes Tong. Yeah. Okay, where Blink One Eight Two was
1: my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, and I'm so you know about like his involvement with like the government UFOs. Do
3: not even get
2: me aliens are a whole other. That is a whole whole other yeah. thing, Anthony, okay, okay. <laughs> Do you know, but continue. But yeah. I, I like where I this was, is going.
3: <laughs> I was listening
1: to a yeah a podcast with him, and he was talking about how UCLA had this study where they placed someone in a room. And let's say the book on the bookshelf moved by itself. And the person, depending on how they react, kind of like creates what happens next. So like, if you're really scared by the book moving just a few inches, it's going to come out and like, like hit you in the face. But if you're not scared at all, like it won't do anything. So like Tom was saying that he's under the belief that we are the ones creating like everything around us. Yes, interesting.
3: creating the phenomenon have you seen the quiet ones?
1: Quiet ones which one is
3: it's got Olivia Cook, and it's where they're the whole idea it's it's like a an investigative team led by this kind of like professor, the science professor, and that's his whole thing is that ghosts aren't real, but ghost phenomenon happens because like someone creates it. It's almost like we we create the power of, like, a poltergeist around us, and so things start happening. Yeah, and it can seem like a possession or, or things like that. Yeah. It's not, like, an amazing horror movie, but it's it's pretty good. Okay. Um,
0: we actually made uh, an episode about these two YouTubers were who, uh, who are ghost hunters. I've known them, like, I've watched them for a really long time, but personally, I don't really believe in them. I kind of agree with the fact that, like, or what, what, what you guys were talking about, how, like, um whatever your mind it might like it'll create your reality does that make sense like what you guys were just talking about so i feel like me personally i don't believe ghosts are real in my experience or in my how i feel about it
2: would you go to a haunted place like a place that you know bad things happened even though you know ghosts aren't real
0: um no (laughs) like
2: stay the night in a in in a haunted place oh wait no? That actually okay. brings me up I was gonna say the the tale of the lonely ghost.
0: Actually, wait. Uh Auntie, did you go to the Stanley Hotel? Oh, I'm going to in
2: December. I went to the Stanley Hotel.
1: <gasps> so yeah, oh, she nice. to. So I yeah. so it's
0: like so can you guys talk about that?
2: I just went there. I didn't stay there. I'll I'll preface it by saying that. Yeah, I mean the thing about the Stanley is there's there's stories where things happened in the Stanley. It's not crazy haunted, it's not like the Amityville house um or things along those lines. But, yeah, I mean, the Stanley is where Stephen King basically, like, had this awful nightmare and woke up and was like, that nightmare scared me. It was about his son, I think. He was like, that nightmare scared me so bad. And he wrote what ended up being the general synopsis of The Shining. Even with that, I don't know. I maybe would stay there? The scariest thing about the Stanley Hotel is how expensive it is to stay there. I'll say that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: but uh yeah, I I don't know. I I would probably stay at the Stanley cuz it's just based off of a story, but I don't know if I would stay at somewhere even though I don't believe in ghosts. I don't think I would stay somewhere that like something actually horrific happened.
1: I know they were doing tours at the Cecil. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it's like downtown.
3: Two of our friends, two of our friends uh went They flew all the way out to L.A. just just to do dude, Olivia and Bethany, Olivia and Bethany took a trip out there uh, last. November. Where was I? Yeah.
2: No, that's crazy that our friends. Yeah. You didn't know that Uh, uh, you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they went. uh, I think um, something happened. It was there's these YouTube guys that go and and check out all these places. And so they got tickets to, like, go with them to do it um they didn't get to do the full thing that they were gonna do but um,
2: that's scary
3: But they said that you know interesting things happen but neither of them came back like it changed yeah. my life
2: The Sisa hotel yeah scary. i
3: would definitely stay if if i am ever rich you will see me take a cross-country ghost tour oh
0: yeah. interesting yeah i'm um, like i've been like i've been around that area it's not a very good area at all because I live in LA. Oh yeah, I think you guys know that. Yeah, I've passed by the Cecil many times and it's not a good area at all, so I don't recommend if you were to stay in there. I don't think they allow people to stay in there, do they?
3: Well, Aren't they repurposing it now?
0: I think so.
2: They made, I think they made based on the Netflix series that I watched of it. Yeah, they made like a hotel Same, next I door. It too. Yeah, and that's like another example of like a place where bad things happen and there's more synchronicities that have to do with Eliza Lamb and all that good stuff.
0: But if you were going to stay, there. yeah, if you were to stay there, I would like honestly, if the Cecil Hotel was in a different area, well, it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for the area that it's in. But I feel like it's not a very safe place to be. Does that make sense? Like it's very yeah. not. Yeah,
2: it doesn't yeah. seem like it. I don't know if I, I, don't. I would want to stay there. No. Yeah.
3: I I wouldn't want to move there, but if I could, if I could do one night. With like a pal, maybe, mm, yeah. And I stayed in my room the whole you night, know, yeah. just to see. Makes yeah.
0: sense.
3: Can I recommend? Have you seen fourteen oh eight? No, that's
1: the. That's the one with um. Oh my gosh, what's his name?
2: John John Cruz
3: John Cruz yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 highly recommend. That I you think watch.
2: that's I think that's a a Zakia approved one or not Zakia approved <laughs> but like Zakia safe one. I feel don't like. don't spoil it for yourself though. Yeah yeah it's don't spoil anything. I feel like
1: yeah
0: the kid can handle it. There's like a noose or a, what is it? No, a noose. Like, there's, oh, noose. I just okay. checked out the images and there's a noose with a guy. And wait, is this the right one? It's
3: 1408. It's got Samuel L. Jackson, John Cusack.
0: I think this is the guy.
2: I Yeah, there's there's a quick, shot, a quick shot of a guy standing next to a noose probably in the hotel room.
3: Yes, 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 yes.
2: That's, uh, that's, that's a, that's a sp- spooky, spooky story. I saw that's that in movie. theaters
3: when I was like... 12 or 13 or something so what
2: yeah oh
0: my gosh
3: yeah first horror movie in theaters
0: (laughs) um so do you guys have like anything else you want to say about are you afraid of the dark before like on?
3: my thing that i would like to say about are you afraid of the dark is is mainly just to to really recommend it to to anybody watch the old show watch the new show um
2: yeah the new show is very good we should yeah i definitely want to say that it's not the same but, but it is it is well done
3: Yes, it's the new the new show is an anthology in terms of seasons. The old show is an anthology by episode, and it's introduced. The whole concept is a group of friends gathering in the woods to tell each other stories. And I think that that story lovers can can relate to that. Anybody that wants to to write can relate to that. I think that's a beautiful idea,, uh, you know, the idea of, of friends sharing stories. And uh, I also think that it holds up as as, in my opinion, one of the scarier bits of of kid media um so if you can get through the you know the kind of goofy cheap acting like i was saying um, yeah or I'll just show I-
2: your show your younger uh siblings or younger family members that you know if you i think that that's part of like where my experience is going now where it's like i want my nephew to watch things that i think are scary for kids like yes. it doesn't matter if i yeah. show song, like i want to show sean but like I want to show someone young too. So absolutely,
1: great. yeah. I, I thought it was a great choice because, of course, me being a '90s kid, also grew up with this and goosebumps. And but this show in particular is really great, and the new one, like you mentioned, because it's like celebrates story writing yes. or just like horror stories by young people. Yes, and um, I love the character arcs. Like you know, beginning something's happening, then the character is like changed. Well, like changed by it for the better. And I thought such a beautiful
3: like way to close it out. Couldn't agree more. Yep.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um so I just was like wanting to know um like what children's horror would you like recommend towards our audience as you know that we have a younger audience
3: Me first or you? Uh you can go, Sean. Okay. So <laughs> cuz this excites me. Um <laughs> you know, we we've talked about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Goosebumps. I think that for this question specifically, what I'm going to to focus on is watch some of the the kind of fantasy things from the eighties if you haven't. I think that puppetry is is eerie. Um, you know, watching things like Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, sort of these dark fairy tale stories. Uh, I think you guys talked about the or witches recently, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like that. I'll definitely say I, I I think my my answer for this specifically right now will be will be Dark Crystal. I think it is. It's not straight horror, but it is a a very spooky, dark fantasy. Um, and the puppets alone, if you're looking for something to kind of unsettle you and, and give you like an uncanny valley sort of feel, uh, I think that, that that's a good one. Watch the movie and the show. And they're both on Netflix.
2: The quick, easy one for me is. Leica's stuff, like Coraline, Paranorman, etc. I know that you guys have talked about them a little bit. Um, That's a quick, easy one. Also, Wendell and Wilde, which is on Netflix now. But the the things that I would say, and I think I mentioned them when I was talking about my early experiences. Early Cartoon Network shows like Courage, Billy and Mandy, even Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. While Foster's isn't horror, none of those films. Courage could be called horror, definitely. Yeah. But Billy and Mandy is like straight comedy for the most part. Um, those shows are really like imagination openers. Like the there is a villain in Courage that is literally a foot, a big purple foot, and it has a New York accent, <laughs> and it's a mob boss, yeah. essentially. And, and Billy and Mandy has all this crazy stuff in it, and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends has even more crazy stuff uh, in it. And so I think that those shows not only opened my mind to these horror aesthetic or kind of spooky looking characters and things like that, but it really just gave my imagination like uh, it went clear and just gave it a kickstart because there's just so much crazy expanse of characters and, and thoughts and ideas in those shows. So I would say courage. The Cowardly Dog and uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, as well as that era of Cartoon Network shows.
3: Can I throw one more out there? Go ahead. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which is similar to Are You Afraid of the Dark in terms of title. But if you haven't (sighs) seen Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, there is a there is an original movie from the 70s, I believe, or the very early 80s. But I think it's like 78. But then Del Toro did a remake in like 2000 and
2: del toro produced a remake yeah
3: produced a remake in probably like 2009 10 um 10 10 i would say particularly that remake is very much so a a children's horror story if you want to kind of like bump up the the scare factor um that is still like kid appropriate but but very scary a a girl moves into a house to to stay with with her dad and you know his girlfriend that are renovating the house and they find out that there are these weird little things there highly recommend that
2: agreed
0: thank you uh what advice would you give like kids who want to start podcasts, just like us
2: uh i would give the same advice that nike gives in all of their advertisements which is just do it just
0: do it (laughs) just do it
2: i think if one if i've learned one thing or not even learned one thing but ben if i've Gotten something reinforced over the course of us recording our podcast, which, again, is guest based. So new guests every week, every time that we talk with someone that is objectively successful, um, the overarching theme is you just have to do things. We just got done talking to uh, the writers of The Menu they, you know, have done some great stuff in their career. They wrote for The Onion. One of them works for Late Night with Seth Meyers. But they just up and wrote a script and put it on Blacklist, which is a script site. Like they just did that. A lot of the filmmakers that are coming up now in the horror genre, uh like David Bruckner and and Radio Silence, and um, a lot of the, those people started making shorts. They just did it. Sean and I, on a whim, started creating this concept, and we recorded two episodes, and it was awful. And then we did something different and but we just did it and we we just now at episode like 80 have like (laughs) really nice audio like we've (laughs) we've had like you know we've been working out kinks and like sean hasn't had great wi-fi the whole time like you just got to jump in and you just got to jump in and do it like do you want to talk to the director of your favorite movie just do it just go search their information just go try to find their manager their agent or try to find an email like just do it not even just podcasting like everything cool I've ever gotten in my life or that I've like worked towards in my life is because I was just like why wait let's tweet to someone let's do this and that you know what I mean like you you just got to have initiative and and cool cool things happen
3: I obviously agree with everything he just said when it comes if if you're hearing that and you're thinking you know w- the thing that you want to do feels like this giant mountain just find ways to break it down into smaller things find if you're going to have a podcast and you're trying to if you really want to do one and you, and you don't know what you want to p- like talk about for example just think of the thing that you love that the thing that's easiest for you to ramble on about or that you love learning about whether it's either something that you know a lot about and can just talk about Or something that you're excited to learn more about that you feel there's a lot to learn about, uh, just do it like he said, and don't be afraid to to sketch. Like you can't, you are not going to nail it at first. You're just not. No matter no matter how much prep work you do, no matter how much you think about it and and think, well, when I'm ready, you'll never be ready. You you just gotta. I say sketching because, you know, I draw like that's how I think about it. But those episodes that we did, me and Steve recorded several episodes, like he said, that aren't any good, uh, that were us trying something. And without those episodes that no one's ever heard, that no one will ever hear, we wouldn't have what we Thank have God. now. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then, like you said, just do it. Just just break it down into small pieces. Make a list of things and use use your phone if you have to, you know, record, record, Just just get stuff going and you can worry about polishing it later. But you need to you need to get those base, those flat colors on there first, you know, the structure and then you can decorate it.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's like absolutely really
1: beautifully said. Like, basically, you have to feel the freedom to fail so you can get better. Yes. Wow.
2: Absolutely. And also, like, I there's so many times where I see like, um. Uh, this is a weird example, but like rappers will blow up and then they'll work with a producer. And the producer's like, Oh, yo, you hit me up on Instagram. Like, you sent me a DM on Instagram like six years ago. Like, I never realized like you were trying to work with me, but now you're this big artist and you wanted to work with me. Like that that rapper was still trying to reach out to people, still trying to do whatever. Again, the whole reason that our show even works is because. Sean and I are like, who do you want to have on the show? And we just throw ideas out, you know? Yeah. And like, and you then guys we gave us, yeah. And then yeah. we asked, like you guys gave us the, the Harry Potter idea. I'm going to go and throw emails out. I'm going to just, and just contact whoever I can. And maybe one out of a hundred will say yes. But like, it's just that, that trying uh, to begin with. The other thing I will say about podcasting is just talk about something that you're passionate about. Like people, want to listen to podcasts where people are passionate about the thing that they're talking about someone could talk about painting if it's if they did it in a passionate way and I'm sure that there will be people that want to listen to them do it Um, it just is the nature of podcasting so
0: thank you yeah, yeah. okie dokie okay so do you guys have anything to plug in like Um, and where can people find you on social media
2: so the first thing I want to say I wanted to say this at the top of the interview but I'm gonna say it now um, Veterans Day just passed. Xanthi, I wanted to say thank you for your service. I didn't say happy Veterans oh, yeah, Day a couple wow. days ago, but um I realized that you were an, an Air Force vet, right?
1: Yes, Air Force. Thank you, by the way. Amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I
2: wanted you. to say that because I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't. Oh. Um so so yeah, thank you very much. Um I meant to say that at the beginning. I didn't and I did it now. <laughs> so there okay. we go. Okay, that's very um, sweet.
3: Thank
2: you. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Um we are mostly horror, so you can find us on Twitter at mostly horror Instagram at mostly horror pod. Um I'm on all the socials at Steven is average and Sean is everywhere. Uh either hypocrite Inc or hypocrite dot inc. Um and yeah our show is guests every week. So you know check us out and come see who we have on, you know, each week or look back because we've had 75 plus guests now. Yeah. Just all over the genre. So that's the plug. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. Alrighty. So thank you guys so much for speaking with us. I'm like so happy because I remember on you guys podcast, we were talking a lot as well. I'm sorry. Sean wasn't there, but um, it was really great talking to you guys. And I really appreciate for you guys um, hopping on to the podcast with us today.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having really us. Grateful.
3: Yeah. No, of course. So stoked to be here. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I think this is our actually our longest podcast episode.
3: I'm yeah. uh, um, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we were no, just absolutely. on someone else's no, show, and thing. it was their this longest. Is, no, this
0: is a this is a good thing because we need like longer episodes, anyways. Because I feel like people will get more juice out of it. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. like I feel we're like here. it's more entertaining. We're here to bring the juice. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, let's... <laughs> and I think it's our first time talking about two right yeah yeah i think you're right actually
3: yeah heck yeah a double feature yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you okay thank you guys so much for listening please subscribe and add us on instagram twitter and tiktok all you have to do is search up kinder guys podcast you're loved you're baddie and remember to always live on the bright side we will now declare this meeting on the midnight society closed bye Yes! (laughs)
3: Yes! Puts out the fire. Love it. Yeah, (laughs) so good.